Welcome to another edition of the Puro Pinche Primos. Hola, primo, primas. We are back. The Puro Pinche Primos. And we are hyped. Yes, it's ready. Again, I'm your primo, Luis Velasquez. That is your primo, Christopher Castello. We are the Puro Pinche Primos. And it is time, primo. It is time for the greatest time of the year. No, it's not Christmas. It's not New Year's. It's not your wedding day. It is not the birth of your child. None of that is exciting as the start of the NFL season. Yes, that's right. I said it. The NFL season is here. I am hyped. What about you, Primo? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was great. I, I was about to say, no, yes, it is Christmas. But I love that you disregarded every child that was ever born. I was like, this is better than when your children are born. Hey, listen, I love my children. They know that, right? They know that. I love them. But they also know that my life insurance is set up so that it goes to the Tennessee Titans and that they put it towards a wide receiver. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I can see I can see in the stadium they're gonna have like a chair with your name on it or like a bench. Yeah, for real. And I look, I've told my kids too, I can't find a kid that is willing to do this yet. But I told them like my death wish is when I die is to be cremated. And for one of my kids to rush out onto the field and spread my ashes on the field. And, uh, yeah, none of my kids are willing to do that. They're scared about going to jail, you know. And I was like, ah, it's like a, like not even a day you'll be in jail. Apparently, I'm not worth it enough to them. So, Primo, I'm asking you, Primo, if I should die before you, are you willing to run out on that field and spread my ashes on the 50-yard line? Uh, you know, I'm not against doing it. Okay. I, I think I'm against that your ashes are like flying in the air and landing on other people. That's what I would be concerned with. That it's getting on the Tennessee players. Uh, well, you know, go do it on the uh, visitor side. Okay. That's cool. <laughs> yeah, I don't care. Long as my ashes are there. They'll just be like a mound of you on, on the Titans logo. And maybe maybe take Elijah with you. You know, depending on how old he is, you know, we have to hold him. You know. <laughs> That's what you're, you want. <laughs> Yes, I will make sure that your ashes are spread and that your son goes to jail on the same day. Okay, awesome. Awesome. I appreciate that. But yeah, Primo, it's football season. What has been going on with you? Are you ready for this season to start? I am, man. I'm so excited for football. I can't believe it's here. Part of me, like today, was thinking this is, it felt like a Christmas Eve. Like it's like, oh, at this time next week, I am not going to be doing what I'm doing right now. I'm going to be locked inside the house. <laughs> watch football right because we we're going to do those picks later on where we're like gave each other these like dirt games to watch but football is the only sport that i can watch like the worst two teams and still be happy to watch that game it's the only sport that does that for me yeah absolutely like it is definitely i saw i saw a meme today that said uh um, <clears throat> that look i hope my family is ready for my attitude to be solely based on my professional team's play for the whole week. So I'm just gonna shout out to my kids right now and my wife. I apologize for these next couple months for the way that I will be on Sundays. Either really happy or really pissed off. 
yeah, this season's going to be an emotional roller coaster for you. We have no idea what Tennessee's going to do. No, it's going to. Yeah, I feel it. it's it's not as hyped as I was last season. Right? Not as yeah. hyped. Like, yeah, I think I think the the window feels different, and yet I, there's like this like psychological safety net for me that is called Derrick Henry. It's like as long as Derrick Henry, we got a shout as long as we got Derrick Henry. Shout out to our uh, our fantasy football draft coming up this week. All right, and any of the guys that are listening to this episode, no, stay away from Derrick Henry. He is mine. Do not touch him, or else I'm gonna have to trade everything that I have just to have him on my team again. For the last eleven years, I've had to like wait in anticipation of whether or not. You're gonna draft before me because I never get to get the star Titans running back, whoever's existed. Whether that's been like I'm Chris just, John. I'm gonna call Cap on that, Primo. I'm gonna call Cap on that because I believe it was two years ago, Primo. You've had to pick right before me, and you chose Ezekiel Elliott before Derrick Henry. Okay, so let's not forget well, about on. that. You did that. That's, true. that's very true. The only reason I did that though. Was because that preseason, Derrick Henry had hurt his foot. His foot. It's in his title, running primo, back. Primo, Ethan. you chose Ezekiel oh. Elliott. Unfortunately, it was a year late. Yes. Or a year late that that You chose Ezekiel <laughs> Elliott over. So, I'm telling you to stay away from Derrick Henry. All right. He's slipping. He should be like a third-round pick, guys. Like, don't even. I, I would not look forward to him right now. I'm going to ask you what I always ask anybody in our league. Who's your number one pick besides Derrick Henry? Um, it's definitely, well, so like Jonathan Taylor is probably the number one guy. I will never pick an Indianapolis Colt. Like an Indianapolis Colt will never be on my team. Just like a Dallas Cowboy will never be on my team. So like uh, Cooper Cup would probably be up there. Wait, wait, wait. Are there guys that you don't draft intentionally or teams that you don't draft from intentionally? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I don't ever draft a Dallas Cowboy. And I don't I I don't ever draft anybody in the AFC South. Like wait, wait, hold on. What's the reason? What's the reason? Because I have an idea. Because I have two like they play the Titans twice, right? And I don't want ever like I hate having to cheer for a dude that's gonna play my team. That's what I thought. Yeah. Right. So I hate I, I hate having to do that. So a lot of times too, you'll notice like if the Titans play somebody and I got someone on the team, I'll try very hard to bench that guy if I could. Like, yeah. is there a way? So, I don't want. I I hate having to root against the Titans in any way, form or fashion. So one, I hate the Dallas Cowboys. So never, like, never a Dallas Cowboy will ever be on my team. And then like even like the the Peyton Manning years and the Colts, like I had opportunity to get him. No, I would not get him. Never, right? Now, I'm out with the number one pick. I would not touch Jonathan Taylor. There's nobody on the Texans or nobody on Jaguar this year that I would want, anyways. So yeah, I never touch those guys. So interesting. I, I definitely get the Cowboy thing. The only time I went against the Cowboy thing was with Ezekiel Elliott. I did it back to back years. Both years he screwed yeah, me over. All exactly. It didn't come up in like individual games for fantasy football. But Ezekiel is still had over like a thousand yards last year. Yeah, like he had decent numbers, and it was like, but they came up in like these terrible ways. Anyways, Anyways. that's enough about. That. Anyways. But that's funny. They pick for the division. I think that's a great. 
That's yeah. such a that's such a you true loyal fan. Boy, <laughs> <laughs> having to do hey, anything. It is work. Okay. It is worked for me. Okay, moving on away from uh, fantasy football. Let's get into real football. All right. Now I want to spend. This, I know about you, Primo, but I was wanting to spend this episode just kind of talking football, getting predictions in. Um, who we think is gonna win? Who we think is gonna lose? Who's gonna be? Who's gonna be the shit? Who's not? Um, and just break down uh, these divisions and get into that. Um, so I got one division for you: the hated NFC East. Who you got the coming NFC- out of the NFC East? Interestingly enough, the NFC East, my pick out of that, which is usually there or the AFC South, the worst division in football. This year I got coming out, the Philadelphia Eagles. I think that the Philadelphia Eagles have taken a major step in the right direction, all thanks to their GM, right? That GM has made moves uh, to, to really put a guy around Jalen Hurts that he can count on as a number one, which makes Devonta Smith's life very easy um, as a wide receiver too. But we all know who that guy is. Yeah, we, we really don't need to bring up that whole mess. Um, uh, AJ Brown. So in that trade, that major trade, it just immediately upped the value of that offense and the opportunity that Hurts had to like really so for me, the NFC gonna go to the Philadelphia Eagles. Where you at on the NFC? Yeah, I, I agree with you on this one. The the Eagles have definitely stepped up. Uh, obviously, to me, like everything revolves around Jalen Hurts, how well he develops. He's got no excuses. We've talked about this before. He's got no excuses at all. Like he's got almost he's got like two number one wide receivers with AJ Brown and Devontae Smith. Um, he's got you know. He's got it all. That defense should be really good. Uh, running game, they, they're going to do it by committee. But uh, it, it should it should be a good team. And the, the thing is, though, is I don't think there's been a repeat champion in the, in the NFC East in, like, almost, like, 12 years. Right? There's always been a new champion. Like, nobody's repeated. So uh, they'll have to break that since they did win this last one. But I, I don't see a problem. Like, the Cowboys... They're, they're going to cowboy it up, right? They're just always... They're going to do something um, to mess it up at the end. They're going to get all the cowboy fans all, you know, hyped up. And then come Thanksgiving time, like, it's going to break their hearts. Right? The Giants, they're, they're going to be trash. Of course, with Daniel Jones at their quarterback. And then you've got the, the commanders, obviously. Obviously, which I think will be the bottom of the barrel of the NFC East. You think Washington will be at the bottom? Yeah, I think so. I think I think actually Daniel Jones will like improve somewhat. Yeah. Um, but I yeah I would take right now I would take Daniel Jones over uh, Carson Wentz. Really? You know I think I feel like uh, the opposite of those two. I feel like talent around him, and I don't think Carson Wentz is terrible, but he's like Carson Wentz, right? Like it's like. You're bound to mess that up. Um, yeah, hey, shout I, out, shout out real quick to uh, their rookie running back, the commander rookie running back, Brian Robinson, who got shot last week. Somebody trying to steal his car. 
Yeah, I saw a story like he he was in the hospital for for two days, and then he came out of the hospital. First thing he did was go back to the facility because it was his turn, like a rookie hazing thing of uh, having to bring snacks for the team. So he came back after being shot, came up, fulfilled his duties, and brought snacks for the team. That dude has got great. Number my number one dude. That dude. That the true. Shout out to him. Hopefully he recovered. They're actually talking about he might be back like by week four or five. So that's yeah. just crazy to me. Yeah, I think that's incredible. Like, yeah, that story is. I remember seeing it and just thinking, like, how quickly life can take you from feeling like you're on top of the world and being a draft pick, like playing a sport for a living, being a millionaire, and then all of a sudden you're just like now worried about like surviving how crazy life is but that's you know we were talking earlier about football and football teams and what it takes to build like a strong culture how much is that like not only for those coaches to see that from that guy but that guy to like truly value where he's at and then like make a home in that team and like yo this is where i this is all i want to do this is where i want to be yeah for sure like he i mean them them uh alabama running back they just built different Obviously, right, all the time. Shout out King King Henry. But uh yeah, it's cool. That's awesome. And and I'm I'm almost like rooting for the commanders just for that dude, even though like Carson Wentz is trash. And I think Tyler Heineke is gonna come back and take that position by week three. I hope so. All right, let's move on. Let's move. That's NFC East. We both have agreed the Eagles win the NFC East chalk that up I would like pretty much to revisit this at the end of the NFL season see where our predictions are at and see I mean it's going to be obviously that I get more of the predictions right than you I mean that's obvious already alright And uh, but let's move on NFC North NFC North I've got the Minnesota Vikings winning the NFC North just due to the fact that uh, the Green Bay Packers, they I don't know what they're doing. I don't know what the Green Bay Packers are doing. I don't know, like, their wide receivers are coming straight out, out the streets. Um, Aaron Rodgers is still, like, fucking around with mushrooms, I guess, and ayahuasca, whatever you call it. Like, they're, I hope, like, they get, I hope Detroit puts a beating on them. I hope, like, <laughs> That guy, I just, I, I don't root for Aaron Rodgers at all. I think Minnesota Vikings are, are can take a step up just because they've been together longer. Uh, they've got the uh, the white Dak Prescott on their team, and uh, with Cook, uh, also Jefferson. Jefferson should be and is looking forward to be probably the number one wide receiver in the league this year. Like he should be able to take that leap this year. Uh, so, yeah, so I've got the Minnesota Vikings. Winning the NFC North. What you got? I'm I'm the same with you. I, I think it's hard to to put them past like Aaron Rodgers, except for a year like this. Like you, the Vikings got their whole squad coming back. Like it's another year of them. You know that Jeff, that's them, just like you mentioned. I think it's going to be really hard for um, Rodgers to really bring up the squad that he's with, and I think. This is the thing I've always said about Aaron Rodgers that I think is really a detriment to him and the play that he plays 
in those freezing temperatures. Like it's really hard to make other guys, particularly when his complaints have always been wide receivers. It's hard to get to, it's hard to make guys faster when you're playing on frozen tundra. And so I don't think that they can make that leap. I'm actually excited about the Vikings offense because I think that um, one guy on that team that I really like is uh, Irv Smith Jr., the tight end for the Vikings. I think that he's he's a guy that's also going to take a step and uh, and be a much more like receiver threat in the middle of the field, which obviously opens everything else. Uh, and don't sleep on their backup, Madison, Alexander Madison, the backup running back, who if for whatever reason Cook needs a break, this guy is solid. Like they just yeah, he, he 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 killed it last year. Thanks for reminding me of him. I'm going to keep him back in my mind. Come our draft. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I mean, you got you got the Vikings. The bottom of the barrel, I mean, I don't know if you... Have you been watching Hard Knocks? I have... I'm not caught up to it, but I did... Uh, I did see the first two. Two and a half. Two and a half. Yeah. I love Hard Knocks. Like, I just love... Love Hard Knocks. The Detroit Lions are boring. All so. of that. It, Hard Knocks is the whole reason I got HBO... Like yeah, and I got and I, I got HBO like ten years ago because I was like, man, I don't ever like, I don't want the Titans to be on Hard Knocks and me not have HBO. That was the whole my whole thinking. Now they've <laughs> never been on Hard Knocks, right? I was like, man, I don't want that was, I have to do it yeah. Time. And so like, and hopefully they're not gonna be on Hard Knocks anytime soon because they only take people that uh, teams that don't make the uh, playoffs. But uh, yeah, I love I love Hard Knocks. I really like, good. yeah, yeah. There's like you can't you can't have a rookie quarterback. You can't have a rookie coach, and you can't have uh, made the playoffs that year. Interesting. So those are that's the criteria. Pretty- that's what the the NFL came up with. And so, but but they 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 started the in season one. Yeah. I didn't there I didn't watch up. I didn't watch last year's one because it was the Colts, and I was like. Yeah, I don't want to watch the coach, same. right? But this year with Arizona, definitely I'll be watching the shit out of that one. And I can't oh, yeah. wait to see in season one. See Kyle Murray. The clip of Cliff Kingsbury just sitting in his office. Yeah. I was like, oh, at some point that guy's gonna start throwing stuff. Yeah, he is. So and Cl- I mean <laughs> Cliff Kingsbury, of course, you know, I played him in high school for four years against him. He killed us. Uh but uh, you know, I'm 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 man enough to say that dude is a beautiful man. He's a beautiful man. Uh, he <laughs> he looks nothing like a, a football coach should look like. Uh, and uh, you know he's just he's very handsome. And uh, I look forward to watching what. That kind of show. <laughs> I think like great football mind. No, Wait, no, no, okay, sure. no, no. He now he he's literally got that job because he's handsome, right? That's the only reason. Arizona job. Yeah, there's only way he got that job is because he's handsome, and that's it. Like he, okay, no, nothing about football got him that job, other than this look. <laughs> we we gotta talk about that when we get to them in the West. Yeah, yeah. But so, anyways, it. yeah. I want to talk I, about. I his definitely football. got. I definitely got like Bears is absolutely trash, and they're they they should be fighting for the number one pick coming up. Like they have. Nothing, nothing like that. I can see to look forward to if I was a Chicago Bear fan of maybe yeah. QB like 
maybe the QB is going to be a little bit better, but he's got nobody to throw it to. I know. I feel bad for the guy because I, I really, I really root for Justin Fields. I think he's, I think he's the type of athlete that like you want to be successful in the league because he's got like this kind of athleticism that, to me, seems like a kind of very smooth type of athlete. Right. Like his game, like one where he could be like really good moving around. But yeah, he's got no one. Yeah, nothing, nothing else. Like that's all. It's Fields, and then. Like, I can't even tell you who the coach is. Can you tell me who the coach is? No. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so Moving on. Yeah, moving on. Where are we at next? Moving on to the NFC South. So, NFC South, usually these, like, is really kind of powerhouse division in the past when Drew Brees was still around. Um, where are you at with the top of that division? I think we all kind of probably going to be on the same page as this one, too. Uh... I don't think so, Primo. I've got Jameis Winston-led New Orleans Saints taking the title at the NFC South. I think with uh, what's the name? What's the receiver coming back? It's slipping my mind right now. Who's that? Michael Thomas. Yeah, Michael Thomas coming back. Alvin <laughs> Kamara running the ball. I think Jameis Winston, if he. If he has a year like he had in Tampa last year in Tampa Bay with thirty touchdowns, thirty interceptions, I think that'll be good enough. Like he, I think he's gonna sling it, <laughs> sling it up and down the field. I think Tampa Bay is taking a big step back. I think there's obviously, obviously there's something wrong with Tom Brady right now. There's something going on. I don't know if you saw that press conference he had when he took his like twelve day hiatus from training camp. I did not. That's interesting. Yeah, tell me about that. Yeah, he was he like. He finally is starting to look his age. Like, there was a lot of rumors. Like, he had some plastic surgery done. And that's why, like, he just looked old and dried up. And he's obviously going through something in his personal life. I think, personally, I think uh, we'll soon find out that his wife, Giselle's leaving him. That's just me. I've got no, like, facts behind it or anything. But I just think that he was supposed to retire this year. She's She's obviously said a bunch of times that... She wants him home. Started, yep. And so when he decided to come back, that obviously took a hit to their relationship. So he's dealing with a whole bunch of that going on. Um, they got a lot of injuries on their offensive line in Tampa, which isn't going to be yep. good for Tom Brady. Uh, yeah, I, t- I see them taking a big step back this year, and I think uh, New Orleans Saints will, will be ready for that. I like their, their, their new head coach they got um, was their offensive corner last year. And so, yeah, I see big things from uh, New Orleans Saints. Yeah, you know, that was one thing I was thinking about is, you know, they're a step closer to the Saints. I think that I feel like Tom Brady is at that level of, like, I just refuse to bet against them. Um, And it would be really much easier to bet against them if – Jameis Winston's skill level and ability was on someone else besides Jameis Winston because I expect Jameis Winston to mess up all the time. Like I don't expect this boy to be sharp. Like I don't think that he's like, and and I say boy because I feel like he's like a young man. Like he's a kid, Jameis Winston. When I see him and like see him speak and act and like I'm like I just imagine like a young kid still in, and so I don't know that he is like 
mature enough as an NFL quarterback to still get through adversity at times. And I think that's going to be the difference in that division. Like, I don't think it's going to be a clear cut favorite, but I think experience is the difference in those moments. That's like a game or two in the division that wins you the division in the home field. But you are right about the saints. The saints still have Kamara. They're getting Michael Thomas back. They got their first round pick. I don't know if I'm saying it right. Chris Olave. Um, I believe Olave. Olave. And um, the other the other part of that is they picked up quietly in the offseason, at least quietly to me. They picked up Jarvis Landry. Yep. And, and the Honey Badger. And the Honey Badger, right, on defense. So I feel like those types of options for Jameis Winston, particularly someone like a Jarvis Landry, but he doesn't got to be a star. But somebody who's just like running back and forth across the field, like I feel like that's the guy that Jameis Winston used to. And I think the one place if he matures is just like when and where to get the ball to Alvin Kamara and spin. So are if you can, are you picking the Saints also? No, no. I am still picking the Buccaneers. So I really am interested in the Saints, but I, I can't count on Jameis Winston. Yeah, no, I agree. That Jameis Winston is the thing that's holding me back also. But <laughs> like honestly, this pick is not necessarily more on what Jameis Winston is is I finally think we've reached the cliff where Tom Brady falls off. Gotcha. And I, I just yeah, don't think he wants it anymore like he did. Right. I feel like this twelve day hiatus that he took off is weird. It's just something weird about that. The whole issue, like he was supposed to be the owner of the Miami Dolphins. You know, he like it's everything like it's starting to unfold, and they're about to crap their pants. That's what I'm. They got a new coach, right? Um, and so it's just something's going on in Tampa. It just don't feel right. I feel like they're going to drop off. Okay, so last division in the NFC, the NFC West. Uh well, home of the. Rip- the repeating NFL, right? The returning or however we're going to label that, the NFL champion, world champion. Los Angeles right. right? Defending champs is what I was looking for. That, that's the word. The defending champion, Los Angeles Rams. Mary Jane's hitting hard right now, is it? Is it, that it is. They <laughs> even mean they're bad. So... Where are you at in the NFC West? Does anybody, can anybody come up and compete? Was last year just like a one and done for this team or are they still relevant? I mean, I think, I think uh, the 49ers can compete, right? Their defense is still elite. Uh, Trey Lance, as what he looked like in preseason, looked like he could really, he can do stuff that Garoppolo can't, right? He can, he's a little, he's more athletic. He can throw down the field. It looks like they've uh, figured out uh, the issue they had with Debo. Like he, he finally is back. He's you know, feel like they figured that out. Um, so yeah, they can compete, but I I don't think like I'm still picking the Rams. That team there, there's not a lot of hold unless Stafford you know falls off. He had, he had a little, I think he had an arm problem during the offseason, had surgery and some. Yeah. So depending yeah, on how that goes, yeah, elbow. So depending on how that goes, if Stafford can't play, 
up to his ability like he did last year, then they're obviously going to fall off on offense. That defense, though, is still elite. Right. Aaron Donald's the number one dude. He, to me, is the number one player in the NFL. Offense, defense, passing, whatever. Aaron Donald. Say that again. Which is going to be interesting to see if Aaron Donald gets himself into any trouble. Right. Right. And then they got Jalen Ramsey in the back. Like, that That defense is legit. Uh, I wonder if OBJ is going to come back to the Rams whenever he decides to come back. Yep. So, I still got the Rams a little bit above the 49ers. I like the 49ers, too. Like, they're obviously going to be one of the elite teams in the NFC. Um, but, yeah. I, I got the Rams. So, the UC... Sticking within the division, because I got the Rams, too. And my favorite thing to think about them is the addition of Allen Robinson the second. Um, because I think that just... Yeah, I forgot just about that. Staff yeah. Bring it, and I would... That was a Texas guy, but... you Do you think that the 49ers are clearly number two above the Arizona Cardinals? Yeah, absolutely. I don't think... Uh, okay. The Cardinals... You think the Arizona... They were last year. Yeah, I don't think... Like you gotta remember, uh, what's his name? Who's the right receiver? I'm having brain farts too today, and I didn't even do Mary DeAndre. Jane today. Yeah, DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, he's gonna be out for what eight games? There's something weird going on with Ky- yeah. There's something weird going on with Kyler Murray. The whole contract talk. Can they get him? Is, is there a Call of Duty coming out? Do we know? We need to check on that. Is there a Call of Duty coming out during the NFL season? There is. You know, he's not going to be studying the playbook, obviously. So, yeah. And that's so rough, man, to have to, like, worry about. Yeah. There's some weird stuff with with Kyler Murray, man. Like, the Call of Duty stuff. I saw something where uh, this girl was... uh, uh, braiding his hair right and uh he got mad at her for wearing shorts and like he's like hey you need to not wear shorts while you're doing this my my wife doesn't like that and she was like what and she like she just left and left half his hair braided it's crazy like he, there's, he's just he's out there man and he went to oklahoma so we all know that that's a problem <laughs> So, yeah, I don't don't like the Cardinals, and I would pick them last, except you got the Seahawks. (laughs) So, the Seahawks are in the same boat as the Chicago Bears, where they'll be fighting for the number one pick. Right. And so, uh, yeah, I I don't think the the Cardinals are going to even make the playoffs. Yeah, I can see that. You know, the Cardinals, I think you're right. There's something shaky about the Cardinals. Like they just don't seem to have it like to sharpen like that. I feel like that window for them last year started off pretty well. Now, what right? How like a team could be different, and that's such the great thing about the NFL too. Um, so wrapping up the NFC, these are the predictions that we each had. The East, but we got the Eagles. In the North, we both got the Vikings. There's a split in the South, which is going to be interesting. See James Winston and Tom Brady's year and how they progress. Of uh, you got the Saints and I got the Buccaneers, and we both got the Rams in the West. So there's a lot of things that are the same. To our more interested and interesting um, conference, the AFC, 
who do you got in the AFC West? AFC West is first off, this division is nuts. Right. Like the, there is a very good possibility that every team in this division can make the playoff. My bad, my bad. Do you want to start with the AFC East? Yeah, we can do AFC East. Alright, let's go with the AFC East. Alright. We have I mean, I, I don't think there's a questioning. I, I'm, I'm pretty sure we both have this one both, right? It's got to be the Buffalo Bills, right? That team, to me, is well above everybody else um, in in that division, if not the conference, right? That team with Josh Allen, with Stephon Diggs, Von Miller going over to that defense. Um, they're, they're just, they're hungry. The way that they lost in the playoffs, and overtime against Kansas City, which may have been like the best football game to ever been played last year. Yeah. Um, like I, it's a loss like that. that a kind of loss like that reminds me of when the when the Spurs lost with the Ray Allen shot. Right, that next year, like they were just you could mess with the Spurs that next year. Right, they they were so focused, they were not gonna deal with that crap, and that's that's the kind of loss that Buffalo had. This last season, and I I see them like it's not even close. And as far like as far as anybody else in that division, like it's not the Patriots, right? They are. Now what is that? They 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 are so messed up. They don't know what they're doing on offense. I feel I feel bad for Mac Jones because they, he's got like all these defensive guys calling plays when they obviously don't know what the hell's going on. Um. It's two of it's two like Tua is, and the Miami Dolphins are the closest thing that can that can pressure them in the East, and that's not saying a lot. Like, I don't I'm not I'm not a believer in Tua. I don't think you are either. And so it's it's Buffalo Bills and, and anybody else. Like that's it. I, also, I like I'm like I said earlier. I wouldn't be surprised if the New England Patriots are at the bottom of the division finally. That I could see that as a possibility. I don't think that anyone will fall below the New York Jets, <laughs> but I do think that I feel like uh, Tua is in the same position as Jalen Hurts. It's like we got you all the pieces. Now you have to play well, or you're gone. And I think that's going to be interesting for both of those. But for whatever reason. I'm guessing it's just more that we see Jalen Hurts is, is just better than Tua, but it's it seems like it's a lot easier of a job for Jalen Hurts to move up in this. And Tua, I think with the weapons he's got, can finish a clear second in the East. I just recently ran into a, a, a co-worker who was a Bills fan and was like, wait a minute, you're a Bills fan. He was like, huge. And I go, this is your year. And the guy was like, I hope so. And he just looked so scared. <laughs> like, you could tell. Like, he was like, oh, yeah, God. Don't say that. <laughs> I'm so nervous. Yeah. <laughs> don't jinx like, it. Oh, the true football fan. Because that's the, the things that makes you feel. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, w- I will say this. I will say this. You said nobody is. You don't think anybody's going to go under the Jets. I will say this. I, I believe... That at the end of this football season, 
whether whether New England has more wins than than the Jets have, that at the end of this football season, uh, we will be more looking forward to what the Jets are going to do next year as opposed to looking forward to what the the Patriots will do next year. Right? I see like a, pro- a promise for the Jets. They're going in the right direction. They're going to get there. Yeah. And I feel like the New England Patriots are going in the opposite direction, which is the, it's it's time. It's time. They're in the same boat as the Spurs, right? They've been doing it for so long. It is time that they be at the bottom of the barrel for a while. And I think this this year you're going to see that from them. So let's move on. Let's move on to the AFC North, home of the AFC champions, Cincinnati Bengals. You've got uh, Pittsburgh Steelers. You've got whatever the hell's going on in Baltimore, Lamar Jackson. Um, I'm going to go ahead and say that uh, the Bengals are going to take this division again. Um, they're, they fixed their, they, it looks like they fixed their problem. They knew they had an offensive line problem. They, they spent the offseason off fixing that problem. Um, Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, that connection should be, you know, one of the top in, in the league. Um, Pittsburgh, they don't know what they're doing at at QB. Is it Trubisky? Is it Pickett? Like they're they're going to be struggling, and this may be this may be Tomlin's first year ever having a losing season. I may say that. Um, yeah, I think you know. I agree with you. I think the Bengals definitely have the confidence, especially after last season, that a young team like them can make far and consistent. You mentioned um, Jamar Chase. They also got um, Tyler Boyd. And they also just picked up uh, Hayden Hurst as their tight end, who quietly has had some really consistent seasons. So I think Burrow is like one of those he's one of those new stars like those like he's got his own whole like swag that can build a culture in Cincinnati uh, I feel like Lamar don't have anybody to throw to and I think Pickett is going to end up with that job by midseason um, and people seem to be pretty high on him uh, as, as far as like what I've seen from like that fan base and being excited about at least how every team finds like somebody young to be hopeful about, but I don't see how anybody, you know, is able to catch up to the Bengals and what they can do on a consistent basis on the offensive side. Let me ask you a question. What the hell, what is Baltimore's problem in Lamar Jackson? Like why haven't they signed that dude? What is the disrespect that he keeps getting? I, I mean, I see why the disrespect he's been getting from media and ESPN and stuff, but why would that organization just not give him the money that he deserves? My thing is there's got to be something that they don't trust about him, right? And I know for me what was interesting about him was I believe he caught COVID twice, right? Which that that's not really part of it as much as it's like, the team had to have been telling people how to like take precautions and and you know be safe and i think that does maybe concern i think also a guy like that that runs i would be scared as a team to offer 
long-term contracts to a guy who puts himself in a position to get like slammed to the ground. Um, that would be the biggest kind of on the field reason that I would think an organization wouldn't pay a guy, like an athlete and style of play, like a Lamar Jackson. But honestly, I'm taking that question outside of the Lamar Jackson thing. I think this, my thing is that I don't think the Ravens invest enough in offense. They're always a defensive special teams team, and I get it, especially in that division. That's kind of the culture, but I don't know how you don't then say, wait a minute, we've got this, like, supreme athlete at quarterback. Let's get him some other athletes that match his, like, style. Yeah, it just seems that there's a big riff. I know Lamar doesn't have an agent. He's kind of doing it. Him and his mom are doing it himself. Um, the exit of... Uh, of uh, Marquis, Marquise, the way that happened was weird. Obviously, he didn't approve of it. He didn't know that was happening. Um, I, I say this to Baltimore: like, what is your, what is your, uh, what's your backup plan then? Right, like, what are you gonna do if you don't have Lamar Jackson? Because if he goes out here in free agency, he's gonna get that money real quick, real quick. He's gonna get that money because there's plenty of teams. You never know. Listen. You never know how bad you you need a quarterback, right? What once you don't have one, right? There's so many teams out here. Look at look at the uh, the deal with the devil that Cleveland Browns did, right? That's all merely because they haven't had a quarterback ever, right? So they made a deal with the devil, and they do that. And so many teams out here will pay him gladly, gladly whatever money that he wants. And then you're gonna be in that boat now. Baltimore, when you had the dude in your building, he wants to stay there. He wants to take that team. He's won MVP. Pay the man what he gets already. Just do it. Like, you don't have another plan. This is your franchise. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know how. Yeah, I agree. Especially with a team like that where he is, like, the full. Like, you need him so much because he does so much more than what you would ask a normal quarterback to do. If he's to, you know, we even saw it in those times where where he was out for COVID reasons. Is like that team is not anywhere close to good without him. All right, Primo, it's time. It's time to talk about the only division that matters, the AFC South. And I believe that we both agree. Now, I don't know how strongly we feel about this, and there may be some fandom behind it, but... The AFC South belongs to the Tennessee Titans until you take it away from us. All right. We still got King Henry. We still got Simmons on the defensive line. We still got the best safety in the game, Kevin Byard. We still got Ryan Tannehill. <laughs> We've got Bobby Trees, Traylon like Burks. <laughs> We've got Nick Westbrook Aquina. If you haven't heard that name, look it up. It's a lot of letters. Um, I still, I still believe, and honestly, like, it's just because of everybody else in the division. The Texans are trash. The Jaguars are the Jaguars. I don't believe. I mean, the Colts are the Colts are going to be the competition, obviously, with Matt Ryan at QB, yeah. with with uh, Taylor at running back. Like that's gonna be obviously that that's gonna be a problem, and so. But I I still believe in the Titans. I still believe in Vrabel, 
in winning this and getting us back in the playoff. Yeah, I feel like the, those two teams at the top, Titans and the Colts, mirror each other in all the ways that you just mentioned. I think that there's just like a strictly just what we mentioned earlier in in, um, in the NFC North, the Vikings just have better consistency, even though you know the the Colts have kind of like similar talents and styles in, in the game, and and it's also just going to be really interesting to see how quickly Matt Ryan adjust, right? But I also think that that's going to be a really interesting story because he's got Frank Wright and like Frank Wright, this is the best quarterback that Frank Wright has ever coached. So that's going to be really interesting about how well that team comes together. I just don't think he has enough people to throw to say the same thing about Ryan Tannehill, right? But the one person that really is going to make the difference between these two teams, interestingly enough, is going to be the importance of Traylon Burks and how quickly he gets adjusted, how well he plays. I, in watching the very, very, very little that I saw, he looks so much more dangerous crossing the field than he does going up the field. And what made me think of how great that can be, and particularly I think for someone like Ryan Tannehill, also very scary for Ryan Tannehill, uh, or watching Ryan Tannehill as a fan, is if you have Traylon Burks and Robert Woods crossing the field, there's a lot of confusion for defenses. There's a lot of picks that you can set. There's a lot of ways that you can get guys open. The only thing that I'd be worried about is Ryan Tannehill throwing in traffic. Yeah, it's all. I mean, I'm always worried. It's a death about Ryan Tannehill throwing the ball, <laughs> right? Like it's just, especially now that we don't have an AJ Brown. Um, I would say this about the Colts, though, is th- that I can appreciate about the Colts is them not being like, hey, we spent this money on Carson Wentz. Like, we're in it to die. Like, they realize, oh, shit, we messed up with Carson Wentz. Yeah, we're going to have to pay him all this money, but he's got to go. Right? And so I, I can appreciate that as as opposed to, like, he, we're paying him too much money. We have to keep him on the roster. Right? And so then moving on to Matt Ryan. I don't know how much Matt Ryan, like, he may he to me he's gonna be a little bit of an upgrade over Carson Wentz, but there's gonna be games where like he's just gonna fall off and he's gonna look like oh Matt Ryan. He's gonna have his time also that you know he's gonna have his three or four games where he looks like you know the Matt Ryan of like five years ago. So it's gonna be crazy to see. Um, I'm gonna say one name that I've been very impressive with the Titans is uh, Kyle Phillips, rookie. Mm-hmm. He's going to be our punt returner. He's going to be the number four wide receiver. That dude has been absolutely smoking our our defensive backs, uh, which we, we have good defensive backs in training camp. A lot of praise from Kevin Byard about this dude. Um, so I look forward to, to seeing what he can do on the field. It's still, like I said, it's still the Titans division, and you're going to have to take it from us. AFC West. <sighs> AFC West. It's really the only division that matters. It really is. It's it the really only, is. Like, if you said you have to pick a certain number of teams, you're going to die, which is going to the AFC West. That's it. And the time to play the AFC West this year. Is insane. Uh, you were saying this earlier. How many of these teams do you think can make it to the playoffs? I mean, it's a good part. All four of them. Like, yeah. definitely three. Definitely three. 
Um, but I mean, who who are you going to take? Like the Raiders with Devontae Adams? Are they not making the playoffs with their car? Or or the uh, the Broncos with Russell Wilson and Corlin Sutton now? Like, are they not going to make the playoffs? Right. I mean, I definitely have the Chargers. Me personally, I have the Chargers winning it. There, uh, Justin Herbert is going to break out this year. I think he's going to go nuts. I think, uh, you know, you, the Chiefs are going to be right there, of course, with Patrick Mahomes, right? They did lose Tyreek, as we talked to earlier. They lost Tyreek. It's weird. It's it's going to be a different dynamic, but I think uh, Juju is going to is going to have a good year, honestly. Like, he's going to go from old Ben Roethlisberger to Patrick Mahomes throwing him the ball, right? I think, honestly, like, if you if you look at last year of that like, Cooper Cup came out of nowhere when he had he went from Jared Goff to Matthew Stafford throwing in the ball, I think that's kind of a leap uh, that we can see from Juju. But I still think that the Chargers are are the more complete team, especially on defense with yeah. Bosa and uh, the addition that they made there. It's just it's gonna be nuts. I can't wait to watch that. Like I'm gonna watch every AFC West division game. That I can possibly watch because that's just going to be nuts. Yeah, I am actually. I'm, that's. I'm so. Uh, it's so funny that you bring up the charges in that same. Way. That's who I got. I'm super high on Justin Herbert. I think that. I. The, like he's. I think he's ascending faster, or as fast as we saw, like Patrick Mahomes. Right, Patrick Mahomes obviously Super Bowl, and we haven't seen Justin Herbert in a Super Bowl yet. But I mean. The AFC, with regards to just like quarterback play, is so stacked, right? Like we just talked about a bunch of guys in the other divisions, and then this whole division, especially with the addition of Russell Wilson, the Chargers. To me, Keenan Allen having somebody that can like get him the ball quick, which he's always like needed, um, and then someone like an Austin Eckler. They picked up Isaiah Spiller out of Texas A&M, who for me. Yeah, that's a goal line guy right there so that you don't have to like take chances in, in hurting uh, Austin Eckler. But they've got so many weapons. They, to me, on paper, look the most loaded team in the league. Yeah, to me, to me, that is... When we talked earlier, Buffalo Bills are... are to me, Buffalo Bills are number one in, in the AFC, if not football altogether. Uh, Chargers are right there at number two to me. Right? They are... Uh, they're just a crazy team, man. That team is going to be... Ah, I, I can't wait. I can't wait to watch this division go off. Honestly, like, it's going to be crazy to me. So, our AFC predictions, same across the board. Bills in the east, Bengals in the north, Titans to the south, and Chargers to the west. Our only... And this is going to end up being our bet of the year for... for for this podcast or one of the bets for the football season. The only place we split is in the NFC South. So our true bet this year is the Saints or the Buccaneers in the AFC oh, South. Oh, dang. <laughs> that's gonna, that's Bro, gonna be we crazy. are so, it, it's so crazy when we try to do this prediction set and we try to surprise each other. We're not giving each other predictions. <laughs> and then we always wind up picking the same shit. Like it, it, it is almost like we grew up in sports together, you know, from kids. <laughs> to adulthood and we've talked sports for our whole entire life 
<laughs> you know, it is crazy. But yeah, I guess coming down to NFC South, come on, Jameis Winston. All right, here we go. We know what time it is. It is time for. Yeah, you heard it. It is the wheel of Chingadera coming at you. NFL prediction version of the wheel of Chingadera. Here we go. Let's spin it. Passing leader, primo. Passing leader, predict to me right now who is going to be the NFL passing leader for the 2022-2023 season. So where we left off for me, the person that I think is going to end up slinging it for the most yards this year, I don't know if they'll have the most touchdowns, but definitely for yardage to me, it's Justin Herbert. I don't know how Justin Herbert does not get the most yards in this game, particularly because he's got someone who is the primary receiving back as their primary back is uh, Austin Eckler. But just watching him throw is like he gets the ball down the field faster than anybody. He throws on a line. He looks like a baseball player throwing a football out there. It's insane to me. So to me, the NFL passing leader this year is Justin Herbert. Primo, I hate you, Primo. I hate you, Primo, because, again, that's who I had written down here. Okay. So, I had written <laughs> down. I hate agreeing with you. So, I'm going to go against you because I, I was battling back and forth between Herbert and this other guy. So, I'm just because you picked Herbert, I'm going to go against you, right? And I'm going to say it's going to be Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow has way too many weapons. Way too many weapons. He has four number one wide receivers to me. Like, if you put those guys in any other team, they would be one or number two. So, I'm going to go Joe Burrow. I really wanted to go Herbert. But, but, since you picked them and you always try to be like me, uh, I'm just going to, I'm going to zig when other people are zagging. I'm going to go Joe Burrow is going to lead the league in passing this year. Let's go on. Let's move on to number two. Oh, you know what it is, and I believe this is going to be a tough one here. Here we go. NFL rushing leader. The NFL rushing leader, Primo, for the 2022-2023 season. And I'm going to go ahead and take this from you. Here, I'm going to go ahead and start because I'm going to tell you who it is. You know, and it's okay if we agree on this one, right? But he is back. He is coming back. Yes, you know he, him, you know that dude. We call him King Henry. Derrick Henry is coming back for 2,000 yards. He was on pace to do it last year. He It took Jonathan Taylor four weeks to catch up to him after he got hurt. It took him four weeks to catch up to him. He only played, what was it, eight games? He played eight, eight games. games, and he still was the number eight leading rusher in the league. Okay? You know who he is. Derrick King Henry. NFL rushing leader of 2022. He's coming back for 2,000 yards. He's coming for that rushing, the all-time rushing leader. That's what I'm going to say. He's coming back. Mark it down. All right. I That is my prediction as well. But I'm going to pick somebody else then since we're going that route. And 
I think that this guy is on the rise, is going to get the tons of touches strictly because of their situation. And I don't know, though, I would imagine defensive fronts are going to pressure him and, and move up in the box to stop him. But the person that I really think could take it to that next step and doesn't have like a backup to threaten him for touches, Pittsburgh's Najee Harris. To Najee is that dude that's like durable, can take a lot of carries. Um, and the only reason I didn't go Jonathan Taylor is because he now does have uh, Matt Ryan, right? Being able to throw the ball and can get the ball and, and situational, like they're not going to force feed him if they don't have to. And Matt Ryan's smart enough to try to like call a game that doesn't wear out, you know, that that very reliable running back that he knows he's going to need all season. I like that pick. I like that pick. That's a good one. Out of the box pick. I like Najee Harris too. Obviously, Pittsburgh is going to have to run the ball uh, with Trubisky throwing the ball or Kenny Pickett. Uh, yep. Yeah, it's not, and he's durable. Like you said, he, again, another dude from Alabama. They they just, yep. the RBU is, uh, they're crazy. So, yeah. All right, here we go. Next spin. What it got? NFL receiving leader. Who is going to lead the league? And receiving yards, not receiving, not reception, receiving yards for an NFL 22 and 2 season. Go ahead, Primo. So my pick for receiving yards, and strictly because I think that they're going to become just inseparable. This guy's never had anybody of this caliber, and they already know each other. I think Devontae Adams is about to happen year with his former college roommate okay. Dave that's his brother yeah Derek Carr. <laughs> Dave Carr feels bad for that guy I just imagine him getting sacked and like oh dog so dog. many times so many <laughs> times man he got sacked and I think the receiving leader for this year Devontae Adams I like that. I like that. I, the fact that they're two I mean they've been training in the offseason for years yep. already Right for years and years and years, they're really close. Obviously, Derek Carr is gonna have to look for him a bunch of times, but I'm gonna go a different direction. Thank God we finally found like I don't have to change my pick now. Okay, <laughs> I had this dude. We talked about his quarterback earlier, Jamar Chase. Jamar Chase is that dude. He showed out last year. He he can cat. He can run the whole entire route tree. Um, he is going to be the number one wide receiver, no doubt. Like, if it's not this year, you know, if it's not if it, if it doesn't break out this year to to being the 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 number one wide receiver in the game, it's going to be next year, right? This year, I see him leading the league in reception yards. He's probably going to lead the league in reception touchdowns. Um, he's that dude, man, and and a, and a guy like Joe Burrow. We talked about. Uh, right now, Derek Carr and Devontae Adams. These dudes been slinging it since college, too. Right? Jamar Chase hasn't had another uh, quarterback in, in the pros or in college. It's been this dude. Uh, they have a good repertoire. Um, this connection is maybe the best in football. So I definitely have Jamar Chase leading the league in rece receiving yards. Next item on the wheel of Chingadera. 
primo. Who do you have as the NFL MVP this year, 2022-2023 season? Before you talk, I'm going to say my guy, since you like to take <laughs> my guy anyway. And it's that dude we're both fans of. We both talked about a bunch this season. Justin Herbert. Justin Herbert is going to be the MVP this season. His his I mean that dude is elite. He honestly, I think the reason that we always look down on Tua is because just the way Justin Herbert has come out. Right. Shout out to that uh doctor who uh who uh who stabbed <laughs> who stabbed old boy in the heart. <laughs> right. Cold blooded. Cold blood stabbed that dude in the heart. And uh, Justin Herbert came out and just came out slinging and hasn't stopped, man. You talk about his weapons. He's got Austin Eckler. Austin Eckler is a great running back out of the backfield to catch passes. He's got Keenan Allen. Um, he's, I mean, Herbert is that dude. I, I, honestly, I know I didn't pick him, but I think he's going to lead the league in passing yards. Um, I think he's going to lead the league in passing touchdowns. Uh, I look forward to him uh, taking over and being the MVP this season. Okay. Okay. I, I'll say this just so that we don't also pick because that's kind of where I was leaning to because I like in my mind, we know that the MVP always goes to a quarterback. Although I'll say this, my actual, and I'm trying to separate whether, but I think the true person that people are really going to look at as like, yo, this guy probably should be the MVP is I think the Titans are going to an actual like successful year. And I think it's going to be because he's the difference in games and get some wins. But the person that I do think the NFL wants to be MVP and who they're going to vote for if it's close with Herbert is Buffalo's Josh Allen. I think Josh Allen is going to get the MVP this year as long as he doesn't do anything to mess it up. Yeah, that's who because I that's who I was going back and forth with 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 Josh Allen and Herbert. Um again, I think the number 1 and number 2 teams in the league are going to be the Chargers and the Bills. So, obviously the quarterbacks coming out of those two are, are will be battling. I I think it's crazy like Derrick Henry should be in that conversation. He should have been in that conversation 2 years ago when he was when he broke the 2000 year year mark. Um if if the if he can stay healthy and he breaks the two thousand yard mark and they get the number one seed like they did last year, like I feel like they can't. He needs to be in a conversation. If he can get them back to the number one seed in the AFC and stay healthy and break two thousand yards, like he's gonna need to do a lot in order for a running back to take that from a quarterback. But he should be in it. All right, but anyway, we got one more on this Willa Chingadera. Actually, we got two more in this Willa Chingadera. Let's see what comes up. Here we go. Bold prediction, Primo. It is time for a bold prediction. Something off the wall. Something that you see is going to be crazy from this season. Is there a bold prediction that you have for the 2022-2023 NFL season? All right. Bold prediction. You ready for my bold prediction? Are you ready for your bold prediction? Oh man, this is a rough one. <laughs> it's not something that I want to happen. Oh, don't do it. Will happen. My bold prediction 
just because it's a sloppy division and you don't know what happens. My bold prediction is that the Cleveland Browns will make the playoffs. <sighs> and that's strictly because their running game, I believe, is the best one-two running tandem in the league. I think Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt are the best one-two running back duo in the entire NFL. And we know that Kareem Hunt already requested a trade. So they're going to say, ball out then, and then we'll move you. And I think he's going to have no chance but to do that. Um, the two of them together are going to get them into the playoffs. Yeah, that, that is a crazy prediction already. It's like they have Jacoby Brissett. At QB, that is like I don't know. That's a, that's a good one. That's a good one. Pretty much, I, I, I say that one. Um, I hope that doesn't happen. I hope the last of that uh, Benejo that we see from the Cleveland Browns, the better. But I got one for you. Pretty much. I got one for you. This is going to be a crazy prediction, but my bold prediction for this NFL season. Is that the GOAT, Tom Brady, and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers do not make the playoffs. They are not going to make the playoffs. They are going to fall from grace. It's time for Tom Brady to get out of here. Okay. He's not. There's, we spoke on this early. There's something going on. There's something going on there. I don't know what it is, but something is not right. I can't put my finger on it, but there's something going on in that organization. There's something going on with that QB. It's not right, and they're not going to make the playoffs. Also, on top of that, Aaron Rodgers will not be in the playoffs either. So Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers are not going to be in the playoffs. That is my bold prediction. That is how you make a bold prediction right there. Yeah, All right, one more, one more spin on this wheel of chingadera. Let's see where it goes. Oh, you know we had to do this one. We had to do this one. Primo. It is time to predict the Super Bowl. Who is playing in the game and who is winning the Super Bowl this year? What you got? So my AFC, who is com- my AFC prediction, whoever's coming out of the game, is going to be passing Justin Herbert and the Los Angeles That's my prediction. Herbert and the Chargers make it out of there. Interestingly enough, is that I think that out of the NFC, I'm going to do it. I think the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are going to make it back into the Oh, Oh, man. You and your Tom Brady love. Okay. You pick them, you've been picking them every year. In fantasy football for the last 10 years. He hasn't won you a championship. It's right there in front of you, Primo. Did you not just listen to what I said earlier? He's not making the playoffs. All right. So what do you got? Who do you got winning it? Who do you got winning it? 
Who do I got winning? I actually have the Chargers winning. Ooh. Okay. 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 So. And, and I think the only reason that I have them going that far and even winning is the defense. I think that defense is too loaded. There's too many people. There's not going to be many mistakes on that side of the ball. And I think they're going to give Herbert the ball so many times that it's too many opportunities for that guy. So I got, I got a question for you is... What do you think about, and as I was going back and forth on this question also, of what do you think about the fact that we talked about the AFC West being so tough, right? Of the, of the, I mean, they got to play all these teams twice, of them beating up on each other, right? Like, there's a good chance, like, everybody could split one and one, right? And nobody, of them beating yeah. up on each other, um, it's such a tough division to come out of, right? Um, so what do you think about with that whole thinking process? Because that was part of my thinking process when I when I was trying to pick up a Super Bowl contender. Yeah. So I think you could think of it as like all those four teams could end up 500 in the division, right? My thing is that that division is too loaded that even if like three to four make it into the playoffs, I think that that division is going to eliminate everybody else. I think that they'll end up, and then so basically it's going to be like who did enough film study, who knows each other best in that division. Like to me, the NFL belongs to the AFC West right now. Yeah, I agree. Well, I mean, I appreciate your Super Bowl pick. Obviously, it's wrong um, from, <laughs> you know, just knowing football and stuff. Like it's obviously wrong. Uh, the right pick is right here with me, Primo. Um, out of the AFC, I have the Buffalo Bills. Buffalo Bills and Josh Allen, like I said before, I, I, I kind of compare them to the Spurs this year. They took that beat down. They're focused. They're not going to let that happen again. They're coming in. They got one thing on their mind, and that's Super Bowl. And they're going to make it this year. They're going to go to the Super Bowl. And they're going to go against an NFC team. An NFC team that I think, honestly, I think the NFC is... It's, just, it's it's kind of trash this year. There's not a lot of elite teams. When we talk about the AFC West, like anybody in the AFC West right now would be the favorite in the NFC, I believe. If any one of those teams were in the NFC, they would be the favorite to win. But I have to pick somebody from the NFC. And I'm going to have to go with the repeat of the LA, LA Rams. The L.A. Rams are going back to the Super Bowl. They're going to play the Buffalo Bills. And yes, they are not going to repeat. It's going to be the Buffalo Bills. The Buffalo Bills are this year's Super Bowl champions. They take it all the way. Josh Allen is an animal. Okay. And nobody can just really mess with that team. I think that team is going to win 15 games. 14 to 15 games this year They're just going to be uh, So level headed So concentrated um, And I look I look forward to that type of football from them Alright Primo It's time Now that we're in the NFL season right We have decided To have a friendly wager here So what we're going to do Primo Primo's out there is we're gonna have weekly prediction. I'm gonna pick three games for my primo Chris to pick to uh, pick the winners. He's got three games where I'm gonna pick the winners 
at the end of the season we'll total them up obviously i will win and uh we haven't decided what the loser is gonna do but i'm thinking like the hot tortilla chip challenge i'm thinking something crazy out of the box like that primo maybe you know you got to uh drink a lot of milk i don't know something you're gonna have to do something because you're obviously gonna lose this lose this bet right so uh hopefully by this week we'll come up with uh with a uh, a punishment for you uh so you can get ready for i'm with it i'm ready you ready all right here we go i got one game for you primo i got one game for you and the only reason i picked this game is because i just want you to have to watch this game and uh you know it's a trash game you otherwise would not watch it but since uh i want you to have to go through the punishment of watching this game um the cleveland browns versus the carolina panthers that's right baker mayfield revenge game week one primo who do you got i'm that's who i'm going for the person that needs to exact revenge is the person that has the edge so I'm going Baker Mayfield takes the Carolina Panthers in his first game at home in Carolina and defeats the, the Browns, but particularly because that Browns team is a mess with Joey Jacoby Brissett, who I like. But Baker Mayfield has DJ Moore. Yeah, he does. And I, him and DJ Moore are going to be He's got best Christian friend. McCaffrey. Got exactly. So there's too much to his favor that he also didn't have in Cleveland on his side, like where he was doing that. So as long as Baker Mayfield like builds relationships, he's gonna be fine. And yeah. be a decent I said this before when we talked off- offline on off air, like this is gonna be the first time ever that I root for Baker Mayfield. Of course I didn't root yeah. for him while he was at Oklahoma. I did not root for him while he was Cleveland Brown. Uh and there's one game. One game only. I'll be rooting for Baker Mayfield. To give it to those Cleveland Browns. So, all right. Okay. Carolina Panthers. All right. What game you got for me? What game you got for me that I'm going to get right? All right. So, you talked about, we both talked about just wanting to watch so much of the AFC West. So, you have a gem on your hands. Is the Las Vegas Raiders against the Los Angeles Chargers in week one in L.A. It's in L.A. You've got Justin Herbert, who we've talked a lot about, who I believe is going to be MVP. You've got Derek Carr, Devontae Adams. Like this again. This is a game I appreciate this because I was already going to watch this game, but now I got even more uh, reason to watch it. I'm definitely going with uh, Justin Herbert and the okay. L.A. Chargers. Uh, they will take that. I will say this: like I, I have to give it at least two to three games for the Raiders. To get their stuff together, to get the Devonte Adams in the game with Carr, um, and so luckily for the Chargers, they get them early. Uh, but yeah, I like the Chargers over the Raiders on this one. Game number two. Game number two, primo. I gave you a trash game to watch, and now I'm gonna give you a good game to watch, and we're all gonna watch it. There's gonna be millions of people watching it because it's gonna be the first NFL game of the season. That's right, this Thursday. The Buffalo Bills versus the L.A. Rams. It is a, a celebration for the Rams. They're going to get their ring. The banner is going to go up. It's going to be a big celebration. 
Who do you got? Buffalo or the Rams? I actually got the Buffalo Bills. And the only thing that gave me a slight edge in them is you know the teams like that that show up to those types of celebration games for the other team really, really want to win those games, right? And those other teams are like riding a high, but they're also very comfortable, those home teams that are celebrating. My thing is, is anything going to happen to Aaron Donald before the season starts? Uh, based on that practice and swinging the helmet. <laughs> yeah. Be getting a suspension. Yeah, yeah, he could be. That would be crazy. I don't know. Do, do they do suspensions for practices, though? Like, that's what I mean. That one's viral. Like, he can't be swinging a helmet like that. That shit was crazy. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised, though. That Yeah, that's crazy. All right. All right. He generally waits for teams to do it to give punishments. Yeah. So they don't have punishments. But it doesn't look like the Rams are going to do anything. No, nah, absolutely so, not. They're not going to do that there in Donald. And I'm guessing the, the NFL is looking at it from the standpoint of, like, well, we can't ruin the opener. Yeah. Right. With the, so... I can see a punishment coming for Aaron Donald, but later in the season, they'll yeah. find like some trash game stretch where <laughs> they can pull him. But I think that the Bills are going to come out firing. And I think that Josh Allen's already scary in cold weather, but playing in LA, he's going to be lights out. And, and he also performs really well in the like big, big TV moments. Yeah, I like that. I like that pick. All right, what you got for me? What you got for me? For game, for game two, is I guess it's like a trash game because they're like not really all that fun to watch, but it is fun to watch because it's another division match of the NFC North. This is the start of the decline, I think, that you're saying for Aaron Rodgers, but it's Green Bay at Minnesota. Green Bay, Minnesota. I believe you're exactly right. This is the decline, and we're going to see it, and I'm going to laugh the whole game. I got Minnesota Vikings winning this. I've got them them destroying Green Bay. I just don't see what Aaron Rodgers is going to throw to. I, I don't know what that offense is going to do. Probably the same thing they did the last time they were on the field, even with Devontae Adams, to score 10 points, right? That's what I look forward to seeing. I look forward to... To Aaron Rodgers being high on ayahuasca and like, holy crap, what did I do? Why did I take so long for this money? Why did I play so many games? Devontae, please come back. I am so sorry I was an asshole. Uh, and then Minnesota's going to be laughing. Again, the uh, the white Dak Prescott is going to go off. Kirk Cousins, he is uh, he, he should be going off with, I mean, yeah, Minnesota all the way. All right, Primo, I got one of the best games. And I say one of the best games because we used to root for this guy so hard. We used to root for him. Man, we were rocking his jerseys. We were so excited when we drafted him. He is now an Atlanta Falcon. But he has got a starting position back. Yep, that's right. Marcus Mariota led Atlanta Falcons versus the New Orleans Saints. Who you got? So I feel like this was the one. This is like a softball that you tossed to me. <laughs> we talked about the Saints, and they're just so loaded. But I could see also like in a week one, Jameis Winston fumbled the ball under center like three times, or hand hey. it off to an. 
her throw four picks, but I got to go with the Saints just because on sheer talent alone. Like that Atlanta Falcons team is so depleted. I actually really feel bad for Kyle Pitts this year because I think he's going to be targeted by everybody, linebackers, safeties, and they're just going to be waiting to light him up. Yeah, I think one thing I think about this game is just how much we really don't know about an NFL draft. Can you remember this draft? It was Winston and Mariota in this draft, yeah. one and two, and they were supposed to be the ones taking over the league, right? They're they're going to take over the league. Tampa Bay was so hyped up to get Winston. We were so hyped up to get Mariota. We were. I remember the year before we were like suck for the duck, right? We were and and. Here we are. They're both on different teams. They're both pretty much washed. We Everybody got that wrong. And so this game, I think this is why I just gave it because it's just a sad, sad game. Full circle coming back around to these two quarterbacks. Just, it's sad. And as you say that, I think I found the saddest game of all. <laughs> which pay attention to. Which is the Jacksonville Jaguars at the Washington Commanders. Oh. First year as the command. Why are you gonna do that to me? Why are you so, gonna make me concentrate on that game? Yeah, I don't. So you I, got the Jacksonville Jaguars, who honestly like. I can see them taking a step up this year, right? And when I take a step up this year, I mean, they're gonna be better than the Houston Texans. Yes, they are. I think that they can push the. They're, they're going to be scary for a little bit of the season, right? I think they're going to be like, people going to be like, oh, shit, Jaguars? What are they doing over there? And then eventually, like, come to reality, oh, yeah, you're the Jaguars, right? But there's going to be a couple of games in there where they, they look good with uh, with uh, Trevor at, at quarterback, with Travis Etienne coming back off of his uh, first-year injury. And then you got the Commanders. You got the Commanders and... They have nothing. So I'm actually surprisingly going to say the Jacksonville Jaguars win this game against the Commanders. That's who I got. And I'm not confident about that because it is still the Jaguars. But that's who, yeah, if you're going to make me pick somebody, I guess it's the Jacks. Well, that wraps up this week's show. Thank you, everybody, for listening. I'll make sure to like, comment, or review today's episode. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. That's Puro Pinche Primos. You can find us on all major podcast platforms or Google Puro Pinche Primos for our website on Captivate FM. We are the Puro Pinche Primos. Peace. Peace.